But thanks. Yeah, I'm already going. I thought that when you said that it was... Hi, welcome to Snickles. I'm Jake Smith. I'm Darren Han. Pretty close, Darren. We'll figure it out one day. So before we started recording, we found out that um, Jake's uh, Jake's maternal uh, his maternal last name is Jones. Yeah, we we both just discovered that. And uh, I just discovered that, that, and Darren just discovered that, making Jake the most boring person <laughs> in all of the Western Hemisphere. Um, look at his face. Viewers or listeners, look at look at look at his face right now. Oh God, he's got the two most common last names. Yeah. The most boring, boring sad sack of shit. Uh welcome to Snickles, guys. <laughs> I'm so I sorry, like, Jake. I feel like d- the next time that Darren brings up how boring I am, he should really have something more to say <laughs> than just keep. If he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again, it makes you wonder who's the bo- who really is the boring one. <laughs> I, who truly is the boring? No, one? I think we covered a lot of. T- I think we covered a lot of ground, Jake. Because I, I, oh said, yeah, I told everybody why you're boring. I told yep. everybody and then that you, you told have them the most to look at my face. Last name. I told them to look at your face, and then I called you a sad sack of shit. I think we made a real breakthrough today. Yeah, I feel like that was definitely worth the first minute of our show. I'm really glad that we got that out there. Jake, I'm sorry. Are you mad? I'm not mad. You're mad. I, it's okay. I'm not mad that you called me boring. I'm mad that you're making the show boring. Jake, I'm sorry that you're mad. Darren Hone. That's my Darren name. Darren Han, I mean, sorry. I didn't say that. I said Hewn. Hewn. Okay. Well, anyway, how's your week been, buddy? It's been okay. Lots of ups and downs. Uh, yeah, I uh, almost had to go up to like Northern California, basically, um, for my courier job. And uh, and other than that, I'm just making videos and fucking. Oh yeah, Walt and I tried to audition again at Flappers for. Because every three months you, you're, re-el- you're eligible to re-audition for their showcases. Okay. So Walter and I went in one night, two nights actually. The first night we went, there was like f- probably like 30 or 40 comedians that were in the room, like ready to audition. They go for an hour, each th- three, three minutes per person. They go for an hour, and you got to imagine... That's only 20 people. The intro- the, the introduction, yeah, it's about 20 people, so like... Yeah. They didn't even get they past... They got Dude, well, like, they didn't even get past... And, like, all the walking up and down, they didn't even get past, like, the the um, first list of, like, uh, like new faces. Because they do, they do the people who... It's their first time auditioning first, always. And uh, they didn't even get past uh-huh. that. And then they do the bump list comedians at the end, after that. And then they just do the returning comedians after that. And so 
Walter and I go the first night. They don't even get past the new comedians. We go the second. We go a week later. They don't even get past that batch of comedians either. <laughs> and we're just stuck there on this bump list, which is totally flawed because if wouldn't you think the bump list would be like in the beginning to ensure that people don't keep fucking coming to flappers every time and not auditioning? Because if you think about how many new comedians get there. It's a lot. It's more and more every week, so it's going to be harder and harder to get to the get through it to get to the bump list. I don't know. So that was stressful going to this audition and just never doing anything. So you still haven't auditioned. I don't know. I don't even know if they remember who I am because I had to remind them the second week that I got bumped last week. Wait, so did you audition? What do you mean you don't know if you auditioned? I no, I don't. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't audition. I thought you were saying, do you know if you... So you still have an audition. I thought that's what you said. No, no, no. Have not. Um, no, I, I didn't audition, and I don't know if I still have an audition. Very confused. Just go in as a new comedian. I probably should. I think they have... Well, they have me in their database. So when they put my info Darren in... Darren Hewn. <laughs> Darren Hewn. I have to make it... Just go in as Jake Smith. <laughs> I could... Um, I heard, uh, I watched this college humor thing where, uh, one of them, it's like this contest where... Oh, are we talking about movies now? No, it's the... We talking about the film, web. art? This is the web. Uh... Are we talking about art house pictures? It's the web. It's a lower form of art. Um, it's, uh, it's this show where, like, these two people have student loans and they're trying to do a contest oh, with yeah. each other where they have to pay it off. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. I, I, what is it called? Is it total forget total forgiveness? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And I saw this one joke. I still haven't seen an episode, but I keep seeing all these clips. And I guess one of them has to has never done stand up before ever, and he has to do in this episode. He has to do his first ever stand up set. But the condition is that whatever joke he tells that bombs, he has to say it's all love afterwards, <laughs> making him like the most hated comedian ever. <laughs> It's all love? Yeah, it's all love. <laughs> so if he tells a joke and no one laughs, he has to say, it's all love, and then go to the next joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I thought that was so funny. That's, isn't that basically what Brody Stevens did? No, Brody Stevens had an art form to it. He said, yes, you got it, and stay with me. Those were his three. He didn't say yeah, it's all true. love. And he said positive vibes. That's but the closest thing he said to it's all love. That's basically what his like whole thing was, I'm saying. I think I think the point with them doing it on College Humor... I'm just... Darren, I'm just making a joke. Jesus Christ. All right. Don't even fucking explain what you're going to say. Okay, I won't. I don't, I don't want to hear it. What's, how Unless was, it was funny. How was your week? Hey, if you had something funny to say, I'll leave a pause here for you to say it. Da, 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 da. AIDS. All right, Jake. What's your next one? Okay, my next one. What's your next one? What's now? What's push, <laughs> it, push it out? Push get it out there, Jake. What's the next one? It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple days ago, I was like, damn, I could really fucking go for some thin mints. And there had been some Girl Scouts around my house, but like I just hadn't had time to buy them. Buy the Girl Scouts, that is. Yeah. And so I was, like, talking to one of my friends, and she was like, well, you know, you can go online and, like, see where they're going to be. And I was like, first of all, 
that seems like a bad idea. There is an app. Because that'll that's like that's how girls get kidnapped. <laughs> that's a movie right there. They all don't they all but have second they of all, all have scout leaders with them most at most stands, what, don't moms? they? Yeah. What's a mom gonna do? Mace your ass, dude. With like her morning star. What's a mom to a king? What's a what's a <laughs> what's a king <laughs> to a mom? What's a mom to a non to a mom believer? Anyway. It's all love. It's all love. Um Anyway, I'm like, first of all, that's creepy. Second of all, I already downloaded I it. I have the app Got too, it. yeah. Got it, boom. So I'm looking and it's like cuz I had a kind of busy last couple days where I was like had class and then work. And so I was like, none of these are going to work for me. Also, I guess like Girl Scouts aren't too busy on the weekdays. <laughs> but I was like Saturday Got it on my calendar. They were going to be right by my apartment. I just had to take a quick train ride, like five minutes. Just had to get there. I woke up, put on clothes, go there. There's no fucking girls there, dude. There's I'm no just chicks, around like, dude. There's no fucking like, hey, chicks. Hey, where are the girls at? You're like, where are the chicks? <clears throat> I go up. I go, I go up to, like, anyone on the street. I'm like, hey, where are the girls? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, the girls. <laughs> you, you did not do that. I've got my app in hand, and I'm like, the girls. And, like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I need the girls. Give me the girls. Give me the girls. I'm just chanting that. Another guy comes up to me. He's, like, late 30s. He's got, like, a cool, like, Pokemon t-shirt on. He seems like he and I could be friends. He's also got the app. He's like, where are the damn girls at? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I'm looking for the girls. Or, hey, are you looking for the girls? And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for the girls. And I'm like, I'm also looking for these girls. Where are the girls at? What was it? So we're both just running through the streets of Boston looking for girls. Are you running? They're nowhere you just to be running found. With, with your heads on a swivel? Full tilt. Full sprint? Yeah. Just through the yes. streets of Boston? Yeah, all, we were running on all fours. Oh my god! We were running on all fours, just shouting, "Girls, girls, girls!" Holy shit! Every time, so I'd like do a leaping, and every time my front hands would hit the ground, I'd yell, "Girls!" Oh my god, that's a good pace. It's a very yeah. fast pace, but it's a good one. Yeah, and guess what, Darren? Guess what? I haven't found girls. The damn girls. <laughs> Not a damn girl. Uh. So I didn't get my damn Thin Mints that I was waiting for for like multiple days. And I just, I don't know what to, if I can't trust an app, what can I trust? Not the girls. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like the plot of uh, the, maybe if there's a sequel to Searching you could, you could write. It's about that. Do maybe. Do they go home just because it's like 25 degrees out and snowing? Because that's bullshit. Because, yeah, you you didn't. You sure didn't. You stayed out even though it was sub-zero. Yeah. Speaking of sub-zero. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I forgot to mention that the guy with the Pokemon shirt was sub-zero. Oh, so when he said girls, it was kind of like he was talking through a pipe. It kind of sounded like mm -hmm. that. Okay. <clears throat> that's how sub-zero sounds. Jake, I yeah. got a question for you. Apex Legends, have you played it? 
Yeah, I played it last night with my brother for the first time. I just downloaded it, played it. What do you think? It's pretty good. What are your thoughts? It's pretty good. Uh, it's not a genre that, like... So, I, I'll play all those games with my brother. We've, we played H1Z1 back in the day. And Way back when, dude. And then Fortnite. And now we're trying out Apex Legends. It's not, like a, it's not a genre of game that I would play solo. Because I'm just, like, not that into it, and I'm not very good at it. But it's, like, a f- it's a fun game. It's, like, a got a good pace to it, usually. Yeah. I've been in some, like, crazy-ass firefights where you're, like, there's six teams here. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, I don't remember that ever mm-hmm. happening in any of those other games. Yeah, I tried to, like, I tried to ride the Fortnite train, or bus, <laughs> um, oh, I tried to, to be on Magic for uh, a while, and I just it's couldn't, all I, I, it's all love, baby, I couldn't get into <laughs> Fortnite that much, like, I felt like I always sucked at it, even when I got, like, to the best I could get, I felt like I still sucked, it's just, like, there's a reason that those... Those Battle Royale games are free to play. Like, especially Fortnite and Apex Legends, because I feel like the gist of the game is you're just kind of... You're just kind of waiting for people to show up or for a ring to pop up and finding shit. And then the only... Whatever fight you do get into only lasts, like, five seconds. And then... Your your game's over, pretty much. I mean, you can play Unlimited, but... That's not necessarily, like, I think that that's more true in Fortnite, just from what I've played, from the the one night I've played. Yeah. It, I, like, I've been in, like, probably three games where there was, like, four or five teams who were all, like, in one place, like, shooting at each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was, like, that was the most fun I've had playing one of those games. Well, I was going to say, I think Apex Legends does it the best because it has it has a style of play where, like, you can respawn your downed teammates and stuff. There's more to yeah. do, potentially. So, like, even if your team does get ransacked and one of them goes down and then one of them's alive, you, can, you still have something to do. That's not the end-all, be-all, you know? So I like that aspect, but... I think Apex Legends, because there's certain areas of the map that you just can't go onto, it kind of not only levels the playing field so that people aren't just, like, dropping onto those, like, perches and just sniping people, but it also makes it so that there's a a better meeting spot. And it's not perfect. I don't think Apex Legends is perfect when it comes to that, but it's definitely doing it better than I've seen it. I mean, I haven't played Call of Duty's uh, Battle Royale mode, but I'm told that Mm -hmm. it's, like, the best. But Apex... Call of Duty's is? Yeah, I'm told that it's very good. Um, I played it, like, a couple times, I think, and I don't really remember it. Yeah, okay. Apex Legends is fun, though. It's, like, the... I don't know. I'm trying to... I'm trying to get a... I think I just don't like Battle Royale games that much, but I think I'm having the most fun I've ever had with a Battle Royale game game with uh, Apex Legends. Uh... So... H1Z1, which was, like... I think, like, one of the first games to do this. I mean, like, there was, like, Minecraft shit like this back in the day. But it was, like, the first Steam game that came out like this. It was 
so bare bones. There was like four or five guns, like four or five pistols, and then just a couple other things that you could get. And so it was fun, but it really felt like once you you would get like what you needed, and then the game would really stagnate until like the circle closed in enough. And then <coughs> PUBG introduces like attachments and stuff so that it feels like you're doing more when you're uh like looting stuff so even if you have like a really good gun you can still get a good attachment for it and there's more to find but then like again it sort of reaches like a stagnant point and then fortnite i feel like added like especially with like rifts so that you can like relaunch to like way further away areas and shit I feel like there's even more for you to do. And I feel like that's just been like the the progression this whole time is like making it faster for you to find more stuff and like get more into it. And so I feel like Apex Legends again like builds on that. They added First of all, like being able to ping things, I think is like huge. Huge, yeah. That's a siege thing. That's why I like siege so much is because even if you don't have yeah. a mic, you can still communicate, which is great. Uh like being able to respawn your teammates is huge. Yeah. And then also just like zip lining around is super fun. Like the first time when I was playing the training mode, I was like waiting for my brother to get out of a game, so I was just like fucking around. And I was just zip lining all around and I was like this is cra- like this is so cool. This is like it's such a fucking simple mechanic. You're just gliding between two places but it's fucking fun yeah and the sliding mechanic is great too because most games will stop your slide like call of duty i believe you can only slide for so long before you have it forces you to get back up apex you can just slide you could slide the whole map if you wanted to if you get enough speed yeah sliding down hills that that was another time when i was like this is like this is fucking cool yeah I think Apex Legends, of all the, like I said, of all the Battle Royale games I've played, I think Apex Legends does it the best. Um, but at the same time, like, I just prefer a more, I think I'm, I, I think I play better because I suck at Apex Legends. That's really the point. Because, like, <laughs> that's probably why I don't like it. Because, like, uh, when I started playing Siege, and I love Siege now, uh, I'm, like, totally addicted. But when I first started playing it, I was like, this game fucking sucks. I can't do anything in this game and it was because i sucked it was because i kept dying yeah and apex legends like i'm the same way like i just suck at it i kind of started getting kills though it didn't feel that much better i mean it was a little bit more addicting but um it wasn't like like i didn't feel as great with apex legends as i did with like siege because i don't know i i just feel like uh it is just like a run and gun shooter you know, with like those, yeah, with those other you know attachments like sliding, zip lining, and each of the classes. The, the classes are great. The class system in it is great. How you get? Um, oh yeah, that's another thing. That's cool. yeah. I think that's awesome. I love those type of games. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I love a class system. I love the I love the I love the <laughs> the, the proletariat. Have you ever played as the proletariat? His name's Proletary. Um, he's great. Um, no, I've, I only play as the bourgeoisie. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... Hey, Darren, Paul Thomas Anderson once said that you should play, you should meet a game for what it's trying to be. And it sounds like maybe that's not what you're doing. Yeah, um, 
Well, I thought you didn't give a shit about Paul Thomas Anderson. You know, I thought we discovered that in the last podcast we talked about him. I don't think that that's what I said at all. Well, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I have a really bad memory, but uh, if someone can research that and tweet us... Okay, 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 okay. Darren just said he has a really bad memory, but anytime I bring up something that happened on the show, I'm fucking gaslighting him. No, you didn't, but I also could be wrong because I have a really bad memory. <laughs> anytime I'm like, Darren, we already talked about this, you're like, stop gaslighting me. Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should. I, I'm not. Maybe you should. If I'm going to stop gaslighting you, I'd have to start by gaslighting you. Well, maybe you should do that. Darren Hung. Should we talk about movies? Yeah. I'm a little... I feel like I had a bunch of movies to talk about last time. My load's time, a little light this time, I will say. My load's a little light. I only really have one, I believe. All right. Let me... I'll go first. You should. Because I've got more to talk about. We can do a sandwich. About. Last night, I watched... On Netflix, a new film that's recently been added, I believe. I watched Behind the Curve. It's a flat earth documentary. Oh. It's a... What I think is really cool about it is... It's... So they have, like, scientists and, like... Just... Sane people. Yeah, spoiler alert for the rest of the show, Jake is a flat earther. He does believe that the earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's not a spoiler. They should know that. Okay. They come to this podcast on my terms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but so they have uh, scientists who are like talking in the middle, like in between, but it's, I'd say like 90% of it is the flat earthers talking. And what makes it, like, so great is there are scenes where this guy's like, okay, well, if the Earth is moving at this speed, then it should be going, like, 15 degrees per hour. So what we're going to do is buy this, like, if we could buy this really fancy laser gyroscope, then we could prove that that's not happening. So someone drops $20,000 to buy this laser gyroscope. They get it. And they're like, oh, shit, this says that it's 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, well, that's because of interference from the sky from, like, from space or whatever. So they put it in, like, a gauss chamber, which is supposed to, like, eliminate that interference. It's still 15 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and so, like, the movie leaves it. He's like... Well, if we put... I can't remember the element, but he's like, if we make a chamber completely out of this element, that'll completely cut out all the interference, and then... <laughs> Did he do that? But, no, that, like, that's where the movie left him off. Oh. But this dude... This dude works at DIA. Oh. And it was just, like, it was pretty depressing. It was a big bummer. That is a bummer. And so, like, the movie is basically... It's about all these different people, and it's, like building up to they had like a big convention in north carolina and so it's like several different people like building up to their story and then there's another guy he's like okay here's our plan we're gonna get three boards in a lake like very far apart we're gonna shine a laser from the first board to the third board at the same height and if it's the same height on the second board then that means they're flat and if it's lower on the like if the third board is 
if it's lower, then it means the Earth is curved. So they try to do this, but they're so far away that the laser gets to like 15 feet, or like not 15 feet, like uh, like three feet in diameter. So they can't even tell where it's hitting the board. <laughs> <laughs> So they're like, uh, well... <laughs> oh my god. What? That's not great. So, this is the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Th they get two... They This time they just have two boards, and they're shining a light. And the first light is at 17 feet. And he's like, if the Earth is flat, then it should shine onto this other board, and we should be able to see it at 17 feet. Otherwise, he would have to lift it up for us to be able to see it. And he's like... Hey, man, are you shining it? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, I can't see anything. Try lifting it above your head. And he does, and you can see it. And it's like, <laughs> exactly in his terms, how it would prove that the earth is curved is what happens. <laughs> and he just, like, kind of looks at the camera, and he's like, well, we'll have to figure out a new experiment. I think, okay, that's ridiculous, <laughs> because I, like, shouldn't that be, shouldn't that be enough yeah. to change your mind? I that's why I think flat earthers are not necessarily like they're they're not necessarily actually trying to prove something they're just trying to get attention because that's like that's the thing that sort of bothers me about them is they're like we're all logical people and we look out there and there's no proof that the earth is curved but then when they like try to prove that the earth is flat and the exact opposite of what they expect to ha happen happens they're like, well, we just need to construct a better yeah, experiment to prove like, what we're looking for. Whereas, like, in science, if you're like, okay, if this outcome happens, that means this thing. And then it's not what you expect. You're like, shit. I guess, like, my hypothesis was wrong. And they, like, what's, what's the most wild thing about it is they'll take anything that disproves what they're saying as further proof. So someone is like... Do you have any scientists who are a member of your group? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, we don't have any educators either. That really makes you think, huh? They've been indoctrinated at like a high enough level that they, they have too much to lose if they were to come out to say this. Or like they just, they truly believe this because they've just been so indoctrinated into like these beliefs by higher education. And it's like, maybe they've just fucking learned enough <laughs> that they know that the fucking Earth... Like, what are you talking about? That's insane. This sounds like the, the equivalent of, like, the Three Stooges in flat Earth form. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like... I've never heard of this. The, this is great. I kind of want to watch it now. Here's what I'll say. Like, the moments of buffoonery are very funny. Oh, there's one more thing. This guy makes, like, models of the flat earth of, like, what he believes with, like, a dome and, like, a moon and a sun that, like, move around. And it's pretty intricate. And he makes these by hand. So, like, I'm, I'm impressed. But he's like, yeah, when you try to explain the flat earth, people really don't understand it. But it really helps when they see it in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, think about that, buddy. <laughs> Think about what you just said. Oh, my God. So, like, those moments are very funny, and, like, it's enjoyable to see just these buffoons. But then it's also kind of, like, these people have, like, fringe beliefs, and 
me watching this, like, I don't believe this, and I know that this isn't gonna, like, really teach me anything, so it, it kind of feels like, like, kicking these people who are already down, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think I'm getting anything out of this. I'm, like... They don't know that they're by... down, though. I don't think Flat Earthers necessarily know that, understand how down they are. Yeah, but, like... Otherwise, why would you try and keep proving stuff to ridiculous lengths where you're literally going against the grain of your own scientific experiments <laughs> and just denying everything about them? Like, why would you why would you do that if you didn't if you were aware that, like, everybody thinks you're stupid? Why would you double down on it and be like, no, I'm not stupid? Well, but they do know that people think that they're crazy. Yeah, I, I'm sure about that, but I think. I think that might feel like I think that's my more to them it seems more like a cop out than it actually than actually being like no like you guys are actually wrong you guys are wrong and you've proven yourselves wrong <laughs> there's no way like you keep trying to prove yourselves right but it ends up in being the opposite of what you think <laughs> like the board thing is so funny cuz he <laughs> yeah but like that's that's my point is there are like three or four moments of that in the movie and then the rest of it is like I feel like you're not getting much out of it like I feel like it could be a lot more condensed it just seems like I don't know I already know that I don't believe these things and I know that it can it's like disprovable so a lot of it is just like we like I you if okay if you watch it I think you'll understand what I mean. Yeah, I think I need to. But there is like I would like to. All right, check it out. There is like this thing where, so the main like uh, flat Earth guy, his name is Mark Sargent, and he's not like obviously he didn't invent the idea that the Earth is flat or anything, but he made some videos that like really took off and really helped spread this belief. And he does a podcast with this woman, and it's like, when you're first watching it, there's like clearly, like they have good chemistry, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then they talk, he, they talk about how they like, were like, well, maybe we should date. And then the woman like started dating this other man, and she moved to Spain or France or something with him. And then she like moves back, but they live in like different states. And it's just like, you kind of feel bad for the guy, because you're like, clearly he's like, into this woman and it's just not happening <laughs> for him <laughs> oh that's sad so that was like that was yeah that was pretty sad it's like you and i you're clearly in love with me but i i live in a different state and i'm just not feeling no it. Uh, no it's okay it'll work out at some point you'll come back you just you just love grinding them... my gears you know that's why i like <laughs> you so much I'd give the movie, like, a six and a half, because there were some really good moments of, like, you guys just proved. And they spent $20,000 on this gyroscope. Like, <laughs> that's what blows my mind. Like, those moments are really good, and then there's, like, a, some other good moments, but on a whole, it sort of feels, like, contentless. Yeah. Let's say. Well. Anyway. How long is it? Pretty long? It's like an hour 35 or oh, something. That's not too bad. Maybe an hour 40. It's not too bad. 
That's cool. Anyway, you want to talk about something? Yeah. Uh... It's an hour 36. And the consensus on IMDb is 6.4 stars out of 10. So, apparently, I was right there. <laughs> um, nice. Good, good stuff, Jake. You predicted... Mm. Let me say one more thing. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. This, the woman who does the podcast, there's like all these conspiracy theories about her. Her name is Patricia, and people are like, well, clearly she's a plant because the last three letters of that are CIA. <laughs> and there's a thing where she's like, she's talking about all these conspiracy theories about herself, and she's like, I just know that they're not true. And it like really bothers me to have these people who just believe this thing that I know isn't true. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> you totally get it and she's like I start to wonder if maybe that's how I am about the flat earth but then I realize that I'm right and she like comes this close to a moment of like understanding <laughs> and then just blows right past it and it's like this is so infuriating that's like uh, you know the conspiracy theorists who think the moon landing was fake say that uh, mm-hmm. Neil Armstrong's um, Neil A if you do it backwards makes the word alien Whoa. But uh, they're like, yeah, so that's like, why would they do, why would the government do that? And it's like, yeah, why would the government make it that fucking obvious? Yeah. <laughs> <You> fucking idiots. <laughs> that's what I think when people are like, well, if 9-11 was real, then how did this building fall? <laughs> and it's like, if 9-11 was faked, why wouldn't they crash a plane into all the buildings they were going to destroy? <laughs> why would... <laughs> Why would they say let's cra- let's crash three planes into buildings and then this fourth one will just blow up? <laughs> Even though we could get a we could just get a fourth plane, but no. <laughs> let's do it in this ridiculous way with like thermite and blow it up. Oh man. Yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of 9/11 speculation that goes on on film sets that I've noticed. A lot of people don't think. I remember I was working construction, actually. This is not a film set. This is back in Colorado. I remember I was working, like, cleaning stuff up for construction, and there was this dude in the room with me. He was just, like, working on this panel. And he started talking. It was at this school. He started talking to the groundskeeper of the school about 9-11. He was like, all that shit's fake, dude. And he, like, showed him, like, a YouTube video. I was just trying to get the fuck out of there as soon as I could before he talked to me. And I was, like, almost done. Like, I got, I almost got all my shit. And then he, like, stops me on my way out. And he's like, hey, man. Uh, you know about 9-11? You think, uh, you think that's, you think that's real? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna head out. And he's like, cause, uh, it's not. And it was like the... Uh, the 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 intensity in his eyes, as he told me that, was like one of the most terrifying moments <laughs> of my fucking life. It was just him obsessively telling me that 9/11 is a lie. I'm not saying I'm not, and like, you know, uh, to be a diplomat here, I'm not saying that whether or not I do think that 9/11 was faked. Um, I'm just saying, sometimes uh, people get a little bit passionate about that shit. I'm also not taking a stand, but what I am saying is that if they were gonna blow up that building, why didn't they just crash a crash? <laughs> like this is the same thing where they'll take something that doesn't make sense and they'll be like, 
yeah, well, doesn't that make you think? Like, why would they blow up that building? And you're like, no, that's like, that's not how logic works. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, there's probably a better answer to your question. Yeah. Who knows with Halliburton nowadays, though, man? They were the... Uh... Anyway, Darren. <laughs> anyway. Why don't you talk about a movie you saw? Um, I saw uh, Happy Death Day to you. Oh, did we ever talk about? Did we talk about this when I saw it? Uh, no. I can't because you never you've never oh, mentioned cool. it. So let's talk about cool. it together. You saw it too. Yeah. Cool. Um. You go first. I liked it a lot better than the first one. I think. Really? Yeah, I did. I thought it was great. It was way funnier. I love the sci-fi twists. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, I thought it was. I made it made me laugh so hard. Um, every actor gave everything they could, and there was, like, some tense moments lined with a, a little bit of, uh, some romance, and I liked how they explored... Darren, I think you maybe haven't seen the first one in a well, while. Well, okay, the first one, the first one was fine, I thought, like, I left the theater... The first one we saw together, and you liked it a lot. Yeah, the first one was fine, yeah, that's what I'm saying, the first one was fine. You liked it a lot. Jake... That yeah okay that's what I'm saying it was it was fine but I like the f- second one better than the first one I think it's Darren I think you need to rewatch the first one I think the second I I think the second one is better than the first one Jake by the way hated the first one and uh, it sounds like he hated the second one too I really liked the first one I don't know why you're saying that oh you okay I thought you hated it I that was my understanding. I don't know. But that's okay. Told you, got a bad memory. Um, it appears that Jake hated the second one, but I thought it was great. I didn't. I thought hate it was it, better than the I first one. I thought it was pretty stupid. <laughs> I thought it was better than the first one. Like spoilers from here on out. When she's like, I don't know if I should choose between this boy who I've known for two weeks or my mom being alive. Like that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in a fu- like. Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, this boy is just dating some girl in your real like this reality. Maybe he could break up with her. Second of all, it's your fucking mom being alive. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's so fucking stupid that she's like, I don't know, should I choose between this boy or my mom being alive? But there's other shit that, you know, she doesn't want to, like, sacrifice in that timeline. There's And, like... She knows stuff about that relationship. I thought it was I thought it was fine. I think it just goes down to whether or not you buy into the morals of the film or not cuz they they have an explanation for that. It's not just that. No, okay, there is a point where he's like, "You're living someone else's life. Like you can't do that." blah blah blah. But there's also a fucking point before that where she's like, I don't know if I should pick between dating this boy or having my mom be alive. Well, the implication is that she is, yeah, in love with the boy, and um, uh, she something that already happened. She's already prepared for, for happening, and uh, she just she's gonna take all like she's going to keep the timeline the same by like. I guess being familiar with all the negative stuff that's already happened and not giving into the new stuff. Um, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fine little twist. Her fucking mom. Yeah. No. But 
Are you fucking kidding me, Darren? <clears throat> anyway, uh, she was. She also didn't want to be responsible for the death of her roommate who tried to kill her, but didn't want to kill her in this timeline. It's okay, but that's all after she seriously considered whether or not she would rather date this boy or have her mom be alive. It's not well. It's you make it sound so simple, but there's a. That's what it was at first. You're, you're talking about later on in the movie when things get more complicated. But her initial idea is, well, should I be in a world where my mom is alive or should I date this boy? I mean, yeah, that's the beginning, but then she finds out other stuff. It's like I said, there's a lot of other things that go wrong in that timeline. Yeah, but that's where it begins, and I fucking, I can't. I can't with that. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I liked it because it was definitely more of a sci-fi than a horror. I mean, that's something that I was a little bit disappointed in in this movie. I thought it was a little bit, I, I thought it should have been a little bit more bloody. I didn't know that those movies were PG-13. I thought they were R, like the whole time I, I had seen them. Uh, I think they'd be better off if they were, the sci-fi be better off if they were bloody. didn't make any sense. <clears throat> When they're like, okay, memorize all these algorithms. Like, I don't think that that's how it would work. What if that was the only like thing I was couple, thinking of when I saw it. Wouldn't there be, like, a couple variables that you would try to... It's, it's You wouldn't input an entirely different algorithm that has entirely well, we different, know, like, We don't know if they're everything. all entirely different. They probably did try variables. They they wrote they draw them on the yeah, board. Yeah, they draw them on the board, but they could have done different variables with all of them. I don't know. We don't know. We, we don't know the exact details of that. All we know is that they tried different algorithms out and saw what was the best but that was what i was thinking of this as of as the solution and then they did it and i was like that that's cool that they did that i mean they it was a little predictable yeah but i'm a smart boy i'm a smart guy so i i can think of these things you know i'm a i'm a mathematical genius and when i saw that in the movie i was like yeah you got to think of all the different algorithms the part that didn't make sense to me was the fact that like each day she died, she gets a little bit weaker and weaker. I didn't really understand yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. When she's like, if I die again, it could be for the last time. Like, yeah, the first fucking time could have been the last time. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't quite understand that part of it. I don't think they explained that very well. But, um, which was a pretty big part of the movie. Because, like, like, the whole last act is contingent on that idea of that like she can't die on she doesn't have unlimited lives she has like a lot of lives but not unlimited but uh a number that we don't know. yeah exactly i i kind of i was a little i wasn't totally on board with that but the rest of the movie i thought it was just really funny like i loved jessica roth's performance was fucking hilarious she's very funny the Who's lead that? actress she's also from okay. colorado that was the actress i was saying is from colorado oh last time. yeah Darren, I feel like if you watch the first one, you'll remember how funny it is. The first one was funny. I did like the first one, but I liked the I I thought like the 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 all, another problem with the second one is that a lot of the jokes are contingent on what you know from the first one. So like when yeah. she is storming through, first off, the whole aspect of her being even more angry, storming through the yard, that was funny, but I think that was only funny because I saw the first one, and then being stopped by that guy who was like her love interest, and then having her just go like, 
you are gay. gay. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> but I don't think everybody understood it because I don't think everybody had seen the first one. So it just seems like a gay bashing okay. joke if like <laughs> if you haven't seen the first one. Darren, here's what I'll say. And I I'm going to use your own words against you here. I think that Happy Death Day to you is like way shallower and more immature than the first one. Oh, of the that's that's not using me. Like yeah, Lego that's not movie. using Okay, I don't mind that. I'm using your own argument. So like I just feel like it's doing basically the same thing on the surface level and like like nothing is really that different or like interesting about it. I don't know. Yeah. Like I I did enjoy it. It was very it. different from the first what? one though. Very different. For the premise, given like, the premise that I don't think there's anything they could have done that would have been more different than that one. Other than like different characters, of. but you could have just put like oftentimes different characters are just like new skins on the same story. They could have done that, but I think they really gave it a good a nice twist in this one. Like there's a twist, but at the end of the day, it's like the same thing. She's dying over and over again to figure it out. Whatever, blah blah blah. It just feel like it, I don't think it reaches higher. Yeah, I think it does. I don't think that it explores the world a little bit better. I think I think it's really good. Also, does she change? Does she set her fucking ringtone to be "It's your birthday" one day a year? Like what a fucking waste well, of time. Yeah. <clears throat> we that's a part I under- that I think you I, forgot, Jake, cuz she's like she's a basic like the whole point of the, of her character is that she's a basic ass bitch. So like before she gets into that big character changing moment, she is kind of just like a sorority girl who just parties all the time. So it totally would make sense that she would change that to her ringtone on her birthday given her character. No one our age even ever has their ringtone on. It doesn't make any sense. I have sense. mine on sometimes. It's stupid. But, okay, in the first one, she starts out and she's super basic, and then she grows into this different person. What's her change in the second one, Darren? She Okay, it's her. De- it's, it's the exact decision between her mom and, and, and her boyfriend. That's her decision, which is we've gone over already. You don't like it, but that's fine. But does... She, so she picks to be in the same exact world that she was in to begin with because other people are dying. Like, Yeah. It's not even a personal decision. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not her saying, oh, I like myself better in this world or I like she just likes this boy and her fucking mom is dead. Yeah. Well, her mom was dead to begin with, though. So she's she's already Darren. used to that. I mean, I don't know how used to that you can get, but she's already essentially like she's she know she has the knowledge of what that feels like. She is going through this new experience with this boy who she, and she doesn't know what that feels like. And it's like the whole thing between um I mean her dad explains, you know, how like him and her mom's relationship to her and stuff and I don't know it's it's definitely like it's a gender bender for sure and I like how many gender because it's like a horror it's a comedy it's a sci-fi it's a romance it's awesome man is it a gender bender 
Uh, did I say gender bender or genre bender? It's a gender bender. <laughs> it's, it's a, a gender, gender bender for sure. Well, it, is ge- it even is a gender bender because in the beginning, uh, no, yeah, it's not. because in the beginning, the what's the male character's name? The Asian guy. He is tr- he's basically tree in the beginning, so it is a gender bender. Yeah, for one yeah, scene. For, yeah, he dies and then, like once or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm like. That scene is fucking garbage. Like, <laughs> it's just a, it's just an intro scene. Well, Jake didn't like it. I liked no, it, but I can't, I can't cannot, believe that you liked the first you one You cannot more. convince us that you liked it at this point. I'm just mad that you... Darren, you need to rewatch the first one, I think. <laughs> um, Have you rewatched it since it came no, out? No, I haven't rewatched it. It's, it's a lot... The second one's a lot lighter, though. There's a lot less, like... I mean, there's a lot of death, but it's not like... There's not as much slasher death. It's just like death, you know? Yeah, it's lighter and more well, shallow. Funny suicide. Sure. I like it. Like that scene where she's on that plane about to skydive and she's just in her swimsuit for some reason? Yeah, because she's, she's going like to kill herself. Because she's, she's committing suicide. Like that's such a fuck. That's so stupid. Well, that's only stupid because you think it is. It's it. That is comedy. That is comedy right there. And that's all. No, that's only in the movie. So fucking teenage and early twenty boys can be like, oh, nice dude. She's in her swimsuit. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just part of. That's it's. I think that's just like her character, man. Once again, she's a sorority girl, dude. So I think that's what that is. I don't know. It's funny. I liked it. Jake's being a bummer about it. He he didn't like it. Darren, rewatch the first one. Being, I did fucking being a like total it. Bummer. But I didn't like it as much. <laughs> I don't think you did, but uh What would you give I'd it? I'd probably give it um probably a seven and a half. Probably a seven and a half. How, what would you get the first one? Probably, probably seven, seven or seven, six and six and a half to seven. Well, you gotta rewatch it. You liked it better than that. <laughs> there were funny moments. I did like the first one, but I just. Uh... Darren, you liked it better than Happy Death Day. No, I liked them the same. Well, I liked it. Yeah, better than Happy. I did like it better than Happy Death Day. Yeah. I thought you meant to you. I liked it as much as Happy Happy Death Day to you. You got, hey Darren, rewatch the first one. How many times are you gonna say that on this podcast? I'm gonna just keep saying it until you. So do you want it. me to like live watch the first one? Yeah. On this episode, I give it like six and a half. You talked so much shit about it. I find that so hard to believe that you. I talked shit about parts that you thought were good. <laughs> But, like, it, it was a fun experience to watch it, but it just, like, I, it didn't do much for me. You seemed... I forgot that I saw it. You seemed to hate it the entire just, premise of the movie. No, I liked the premise, and I liked it when it happened the first time. I, like, I liked the premise, and I still like it, and it's the same. Interesting. You should, interesting you should say that, Jake. All right, next one. Usually people follow that up with a because. No, I'm just, it's just, is interesting. No, that is not, you, you, Boston has changed you, dude. 
Boston's changed, you dude. Darren, everyone knows that you were wrong about out on a whim. Uh, you can look it up, listen to that episode. I was not wrong. You were wrong because that's not no, a saying. No, it is. A, it is a saying. On a whim, yeah, that's a saying. Yeah, on a whim, but not out you can on say a whim. Out on, you can add out in front of it if you want. If you want, but that's not a Ooh. saying. Now, look at that. He's just said, if you want, you can. Well, Jake, looks yeah, like but it is. Looks you can like it's say anything, Darren. I'm just saying. That's not what the. That's not what a I'm fucking saying. saying is. Okay, let's... I saw They Shall Not Grow Old. Did no. I talk about this? The Peter Jackson World War One. I, I really wanted to see that. So, uh, it's pretty fucking amazing to see that footage like recolorized and stabilized. How and, much like, is there? Isn't it remastered. only like three minutes or something? Isn't what? the footage that they recolorized only like three minutes or something? No, dude. The whole movie? No, it's like an hour oh, and a half. Oh, they did all that? Okay. I thought it was just like yeah. a couple minutes and then people were talking about it. I thought that's what it was. Okay. No. No, no, no. It it starts black and white and like small when they're at home and they're talking about going to the war. And then it like steadily is growing bigger and bigger as they're get, going into combat or like going to boot camp or whatever. And that's really cool. And then like when they return home from war, it shrinks back down to black and white. And it's like it's really it's really cool. But, uh, no, they recolorized a shitload of it. Uh, oh, and then, so all the footage is from World War One. All the audio, well, all the, like, narration is, like, from the 60s, people talking about actually being there and, like, what really happened. And they fully, t- so there's, like, sound throughout the movie of, like... <clears throat> Gun gunfire or artillery and everything, and obviously the footage didn't have sound with it, so they like foleyed all of that. But they got it like incredibly, incredibly accurate. They got like the actual guns that would have been fired, the artillery that would have been fired. They got like lip reading experts to see like what these people would would have been saying. Wow, it's it's pretty incredible. And then, so, like, that, the movie itself is very incredible because, like, it's a story that I think we all know. Like, we all have some understanding of, like, the trenches in World War One and everything. But to see it all told from their perspective with, like, footage is crazy. But what I think is, like, <clears throat> maybe even more interesting is if you stick, ap- stick around after the credits. There's a preview like 25 for Endgame? There's yeah. a 25 minute preview it says for World Endgame. War- it says World War One will return. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like a 25 minute f- video of uh, Peter Jackson talking about how they picked, like, what footage they used and how they picked what narration they used and how they recolored it and everything. And I think, like, from a filmmaking standpoint, that was just like incredible because they had 300 hours of footage. That they cut down to like an hour and a half. And he's talking about how they could do the same thing with like the war in the ocean. Or like the civilians and like the women who were back home like in factories working and everything. 
And so to see how they took all of this stuff and like made it into something that's like a fairly cohesive narrative is very yeah wow and to like understand how they recolored everything they had they had like all the like original world war one jackets that like the germans wore the english wore all this shit so they could know like how to recolorize it it's just fucking crazy i would really recommend it I really wanted to see it for such a long time. I mean, it's been out for a couple of weeks now, hasn't it? Maybe like two months. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty extraordinary. I'd give it like. It would probably 10. be hard to find at this point. Uh, it was hard to find even when it came out. It was just like it wasn't playing at any like major theaters really. Um, yeah. I really, really want to see it though, and I think it would be cool to see it on a big screen as well. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued by that that whole um, that era of filmmaking, and I've always wondered because like I've seen um, <clears throat> there was a Facebook post that came out like a while back, and it was recolorized photos from like the 1920s, even I think they even recolorized some from like the 1890s. Um, like just all these photos that they recolorized and it just looked amazing. Like just, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never, I, I, I was, I looked at them for like for forever and I was just like, this is absolutely mem- mesmerizing. Cause, uh, they just, I've never seen anything like that. Like all those, cause I mean, cause you can, you can do a period piece obviously in film, but it's like, those people are still from, this era and they're trying their best to recreate everything rather than having it actually be then um as they would have seen it so i mean i guess colorization is the same thing essentially because they're trying their best to recolorize it but um Mm -hmm. it's not gonna get any closer than that i think so seeing it on a film on a like moving on a motion picture would be even cooler uh, there's parts in the thing where it's like Peter Jackson going to the exact locations that this was filmed in and it looks like identical. Mm. And so they, they're like, okay, well this is what all this looks like. It's fucking crazy. But I think that a lot of people don't understand like how high of quality film is. Yeah. Like 70 millimeter is film and it's like as good as you can get basically in like recording and i i don't know if it's because like darren i can hear myself echoing sorry i don't know if it's because of like uh a lot of film is old and so people just like associate it with that or what but like if you just took film and used it used it and then like process it it looks fucking really good yeah well and that's why like older movies like uh fucking even nosferatu looks better than like spy kids <laughs> nosferatu looks early better digital, than spy kids <laughs> yeah i think we all we all understand that just that's barely though truth. i mean spy kids looks amazing if we're being honest Hey, do you know that Junie from Spy Kids is married to Megan Trainor? I know. I didn't know that. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. The redheaded kid? I actually did know that. Yeah. I totally Junie. did know that because uh, 
my friend Eric PA'd for the show that Megan Trainer was on called The Four, and he came in, and uh, Eric just saw him and started like talking to him, and um, he said he was super nice. Uh, didn't say much, but I mean he was really really nice. Um, and he was like, yeah, I, I, I had no idea that they were date him and Megan Trainer were dating. Cool. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway, my point is, watch that movie. Film is good. Eight out of ten. That's nice. Yeah, I I do agree with you. Uh, people always wonder like, why? Because back in Denver, like when Hateful Eight came out, they released a version on seventy millimeter, but the only place you could see it was yeah. the one on like I seventy, or I twenty five. I mean, mm-hmm. not I seventy. I twenty five. You know the one I'm talking about, and uh, yeah. it was pretty much yeah, the only it. theater that had the 70 millimeter showing. I think it was. And the everybody one. asked because I was like, I want to see it because everyone was like, let's see Hateful Eight, and I was like, well, can we see it in 70 millimeter? I want to see it like that, and everyone was like, well, why though? And I'm like, because it just looks way better. Like 70 millimeter. I mean, digital looks fine. We're obviously making such advancements in cameras nowadays, but yeah, you cannot beat 70 millimeter because it just nat- like it just looks great. It just looks amazing. It has such a better cinematic look than trying to re re recreate that with a computer. Uh, were these like films friends? Movie no, friends, it was or? people who I see a lot of okay. movies with, but not people who are from film. Okay. Oh, there's also one last little chestnut from uh, the Peter Jackson thing. Is he's talking about how like, because they they it was like when they had to hand crank the film, yeah. you know? And so it was all like none of it was consistent at like a certain frames per second. And he's like, yeah, 24 frames per second is the best looking way to do it. And I was like, well, then why'd you film The Hobbit <laughs> in like 60 frames per second? And why like. Do you understand that, that movie looks shitty? Do you understand that that movie sucked, Peter? <laughs> Damn, Jake is <laughs> carrying out his gripes with Peter Jackson right here. I think it's funny that he condensed World War One down into an hour and a half, but he turned The Hobbit into three fucking movies. <laughs> I haven't even, I haven't really seen, I don't think I've seen all of any one Hobbit movie. Hey, don't. They're they very suck. reminiscent of the Star Wars movies in that way, though. Because, like, the original Lord of the Rings movies are so good. And then the prequels, The Hobbit, are all really bad. And I think that's just a uh, natural way that the... Uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles, baby, with those stories. Yeah, that's the same way that the Anchorman prequels will be. <laughs> well, they have to finish the Anchorman trilogy first, so... Uh, yeah. We we'll wait for that. Those will all be classics. Jared, I got I got one more movie to talk about and I'll talk about it okay. pretty quickly. I also saw Fighting with My I Family. I want to see that as well. Yeah. Uh so I was a big wrestling fan as a kid in like fifth grade. Yeah. And probably for a couple years. And I'll still watch it sometimes, like like uh if you listen closely. I watched the Royal Rumble with my friend recently. Only if you listen closely. And she and I are the ones who went to see Only if you listen closely. Yeah. If you listen closely, if you really listen, you can hear that Jake uh, watched the Royal Rumble with his friend. Oh, God. My fucking drawer is falling apart. As long as your recording's not falling apart, we're all good. My life is. My life. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know if it's just, like, the nostalgia about all this, but I'm really enjoying this. And then I talked to my friend about it, and she said basically the same thing. And we both decided that it's just, like, a good fucking movie. Yeah. Like, uh... And I saw some people online who were, like, really big wrestleheads, and they're like, this isn't exactly how it happened. And it's like, yeah, it's a fucking movie. Like, of course it's going <laughs> to be yeah. dramatized. Yeah. But, like, the a lot of the tension in it is real, and it's, yeah, it's like a, it's a really good movie. I'd give it, like, 7.75 wow, stars. Yeah. Uh... If you don't know, I'll just throw it out real quick. It's about this family of professional wrestlers, a mom, a, a father, a son, and a daughter. This sounds and like it's the, the beginning of a mom- talking head song. <laughs> <laughs> and you may ask yourself, why a headlock? And a clothesline <laughs> now. And that's why we call it Snickles. And then a choke slam. <laughs> this is uh, not my. This is not my beautiful ring. This is not my beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. But basically, the everyone but the daughter is really into wrestling, and then at the age of thirteen, the daughter is like forced to do it because they don't have enough matches lined up for their like family uh they like run a wrestling organization and then she performs and she really falls in love with it and so the son and the daughter are both like make it their goal to get into wwe and they go to an audition together and the girl gets in and the guy doesn't and so that is like a really fucking dramatic like that's just that's the main tension of the movie is between like the family being happy for her and the brother being happy, but also like upset that she got in. It's a good fucking movie, and it's funny. It's uh, written and directed by Stephen yeah, Merchant of um, of The Office, and yeah, lots of uh, Edgar Wright films. Yeah, and uh, it's got ah Nick Frost. What's his name? Yeah, Nick Frost. Uh, it's got Jack Frost in it. I would highly recommend it. It's a fun little movie. That's good. 7.75 out of 10. You know, as Meatloaf once said, 7.75 out of 10 ain't bad. Darren, I just remembered that I have a Seinfeld impression. Do you want to hear it? Who is this? Who Who is is this? Who is what? The Seinfeld impression. What? Okay. Um... (laughs) Thanks for coming on today, Jake. Uh, do your impression. I'm looking at my phone, and I got all these apps. I go to a restaurant, and I don't get enough apps. And I got my phone, and I got too many apps. What's up with all these apps? That was a horrible George. I don't <laughs> I don't know why you tried to do George when you're that bad at it. No, It would that have was been a Elaine. very good Jerry, but you tried it for George or Elaine, and... No, it was an Elaine impression. Oh, okay, yeah. See, it was bad. It was it was a bad <laughs> Elaine. It would have been great if you did it as Jerry, but it's not. No, it was it was an Elaine okay. impression. Okay. Well, that's good. Oh, you, 
You don't think it's good? No, I don't, don't think, I don't think it's good. Like I think we've SNL established audition? that I don't think it's good. But I think it would be good if you would call it a Jerry impression. But yeah, I think you just have to... But it's not a Jerry Springer <laughs> impression. Jerry, 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 Jerry. I look at my phone and I, I gotta ask, are these the father? <laughs> and you may ask yourself, <laughs> is this the father? <laughs> are you the father? And you may ask yourself, how did these apps get here? <laughs> uh, now do that as Jerry. I don't even. You don't know even what that know means. how to do Jerry as the as the trick. I can't do yeah, a Jerry can't impression. Do it. I could do it. Yeah, Elaine do it impression. as Elaine. How did these get <laughs> That's here? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's more of a it's more of a Kramer than anything else, but it's pretty good. Oh, I don't talk about that guy. <laughs> Why not? Hey, should we wrap yeah, it I think, up? I think we should do. We I think we need up? to. I think this is a. I think it's this is a good time. Like a penis when having a sex with a stranger who's not on a pill. Let's hey, wrap it up. What are your final thoughts? Uh, if you have a penis and you're having sex with a stranger, yeah, wrap it up. Please do, or just get tested. I mean, you don't even necessarily have to always wrap it up. If, but like, get tested. If you're clean, stay clean. Make sure your partner's clean. Um, have safe sex, guys. You can have like, you can you can do this. I mean. Yeah, get both of you tested. Get proof that you've been tested. And then you don't even have to wrap it up. Just pull out so you don't have a kid. Uh, if you're at a bar and you're hitting on a lady and it seems like things are getting, you know, things are going to get hot and heavy, it's always great to have a doctor on call. You can just call him up and say, hey, will you just test this woman real quick for me? Yeah, that. I just need to yeah, make that sure. Yeah, that doesn't mean, yeah, exactly. She'll love it. She'll totally approve. Women love a responsible man. Nat is our final... I think that's a good way to wrap up our final thoughts. Women women rub and love a responsible man. So be responsible. Jake, send us out of here. Take us out of here. Cool. Uh, All I want to say is... March 31st at the Ice House? You're performing on that same show? 7 p.m.? Yeah, 7 p.m.? Uh, yes, right? 7 p.m. Uh, me. Make sure to catch me, me there. I'm going to be now the me, headliner. Jake, and Walter are all performing on the same night. It's like a total sponge reunion yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, I love how we talk about Walter by first name. because Everybody knows Walter. knows him. It's funny because uh, I don't even know if Walter would ever want to do this podcast, but uh, we can ask. We can get him on so that everybody knows who we're talking about. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just remembered something so important from uh, that documentary. They go, down, they go down to Houston to the NASA place. And they ride the ride, and then they leave Peter Jackson out to like go explore, and then they op- keep opening the door and being like, no, oh, this is so fun. The fucking Flat Earth documentary. Oh. Yeah, so I'm just going to call Ryan real quick. Are you actually calling him? It's okay. It's ringing. I just want to ask him if he remembers that ride and how fun it was. He's not gonna. He. He's not gonna. Is he's it's not gonna ringing. answer? Ryan had a party last night. He's probably still trying to recover. Yeah, from all. Oh. It doesn't seem like he's gonna answer. Well. Your call has been forwarded to the following voicemail. 
I'll leave him a voice. Don't. Don't let it. Yeah, don't. Oh, okay, don't okay. Let it, don't <laughs> let it, uh... <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. I'm Jake Smith. Is this what we do? Is this how Sometimes we it is. I'm, I'm Jake Smith. And remember. Doctor Strange. You want me? Okay. No. Alright. Bye. It's just love.